Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast. Joining me is my co-host Damo. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. How about yourself, Quentin? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Coming into Christmas, it's nearly time to sort of get into the festivities and uh, smash some drinks and smash some food So, and watch a bit of Premier League, hopefully, if it's not postponed. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say, given the week that we had this week, where we only had the four games, uh, you'd hope that um, the Premier League will continue. I know... Uh, overseas, just in general, uh, in other sort of competitions. I know the NHL is taking a bit of a break, uh, and I, I'm not sure about other sort of leagues or things like that. But, um, yeah, it can, it's – will I say, uh, like, I don't know if it's pretty bad. Well, it is pretty bad, obviously, in, in Europe and the US at the moment. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll just have to write it out and see what happens. Yeah, no, apparently COVID's a thing now in the UK. It hasn't been a thing for a, a fair bit. But, um, yeah, no, it's just crazy. Like, I think I was – I don't know I was talking to you the other day just saying how it's – they kind of just went back to normal, full crowds, full everything, mm. whereas in Australia we, you know, we just gradually got back to crowds at a sport. It was, you know, capped at a capacity and then gradually they just allowed each more and – yeah, so I don't know. We're a bit smaller country than um, the UK, but it's still, I just thought that they weren't really taking it serious, but now it's sort of, you know, it's hit them pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. So now it'll be uh, interesting to see sort of what happens. But, uh, yeah, see so if they sort of have to return back to um, sort of no crowds or it's, you know, it's not sort of looking good if, if that's the case. Yeah, no, it's um, one of those things I, I sort of want everyone's, you know, safeties first and that, but there's a selfish part of me also that would just love to be able to get up at 2am um, after Boxing Day and uh, watch some football. So, mm, No, very true, very true. We might get into how our weeks went. Are we going to cover sort of week 17, week 18? So week 17, I sort of finished on um, 62 points, I decided to use the triple captain on Salah just because I didn't have a great deal of players playing. I think I had eight players that were playing. So I sort of thought uh, Salah up against Newcastle was going to be, you know, a pretty decent fixture for them. But, um, yeah, he got got the return early and then uh, got subbed off after about 65 minutes. So didn't quite work out how I wanted to, but... um, Sort of a small green arrow up to 43k, so it wasn't too bad. And then uh, last week I ended up on 62 points, um, did a bit of a bold move, I guess. Some people in the community might say and went Ken Solo captain over Salah and paid dividends, got me 36 points and mixed in a, you know, a couple of other players, scored not too bad. I ended up um, getting a bit of a rank rise up to 41k, so... Not too bad at all in a week where I think I only had about seven players play. So not too bad of a score for me. But how did you end up, Damo? Yeah, so uh, what was it? game week 17, I think it was, yeah, 17, I ended up on 55 points. Uh, basically, my highlights being TAA, uh, Salah captain with the, with the one return, uh, Jota, and that's about it. <laughs> so pretty much, oh, and, J- and James, James getting eight. So pretty much, uh, my uh, my Liverpool boys basically got me points. 
so that wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> then uh, uh, last week uh, scored 51, uh, 51. So, uh, so again, not sort of great, but um, obviously missing quite a lot of players. Cancelo, my best with uh, 18. Obviously didn't uh, captain him. You know, didn't um, I uh, did captain a Man City player for zero points, but uh, obviously Foden. What was that? What's double zero again, mate? What yeah. Well, no, well, Foden didn't play, so I ended up oh, I ended up getting Mount's points, which uh, was oh, yeah, only that's the, not too bad. I was well, the it was only <laughs> the, the clean sheet for three points, so wasn't great. Oh, uh, again, so sort of um, my uh, Liverpool boys, sort of uh, other than Salah, carried me with. Um, uh, TAA and Jota getting seven apiece and James getting six. So I'm going to go begin five. So bigger, bigger the back sort of worked. But other than that, it was bigger the back and then nothing up front at all. <laughs> um, That's all right. I mean, I can't talk if you captain a pick because I did uh, uh, captain uh, Aubameyang for a minus two. So Yeah, but then again, I captained uh, what's called Antonio for a minus two. So I guess we're... Uh, we're even true. there. <laughs> we're, we're even there. You should have stayed quiet, mate. I never would have known. I totally no. forgot about that. I, I, I'm an honest bloke, mate. I'm an honest bloke. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so uh, rank took a hit and down to about five, 500K rank. So not looking great um, in terms of the overall rank. But, you know, I mean, like you, you push on a couple of, you know, a couple of good weeks and you're sort of back in it. So you just, um, yeah, go on. It's a pretty crazy at the moment. Like you could get a good score this week and jump about two, three hundred k. So yeah, exactly right. It's all you know that, that the the reverse happened to me a couple of weeks ago when I was sitting at about a hundred k and um, took a massive um, jump backwards. But uh, yeah, so I'm just trying to look see like the scores. I think between there's about eighty points between me and you. I think maybe a little bit less. And you're sitting at what forty k? Was it forty k? Yeah, you're yeah, sitting 41K. at forty one k, and I'm sitting at five hundred k. So <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's um, you know, a couple of weeks either way where I score all you know ten or twenty points more than you, and it's you know, it wouldn't be even Stevens, but it's close too. So, no, so I'm only sure. about eight points in front of like the top one hundred k. So. Yeah, so it's real, you know, I mean, like, at this stage, um, well, what are we, game week 17, we're only, or 18, sorry, we're only halfway through this, oh, yeah, yeah about, about, halfway. Half, about, about, about halfway through the season because of his 38 game week, so um, we're only about halfway through the games, game, uh, the season, so anything can happen, you just, um, obviously, uh, you know, you've now used your um, triple captain, I'm planning on keeping that for a double game week, like a sane person, but see how that goes. Hopefully, I mean, I'll be rooting for you, mate, and um, hopefully I've at least got enough buffer zone on you so when you do yeah. use it, I'll still stay in front. But... <laughs> see, f- for me, I think, and I, I don't know what um, what sort of other people think, but for me, um, using either a triple captain or a uh, even a bit like for, for me, a successful bench boost is uh, 20 points or more on the bench. Uh, yeah. That would be a successful bench boost for me. And even with the triple captaincy, for me, it's, a, it's around about the 20-point mark. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? That, like, that's a successful um, 
triple captaincy and and bench boost sort of thing. So, you know what I mean? Like, again, you know, if if, if I can nail those two, uh, then you do get real close. So, you know, like yeah. for, for me, you know, you continue to plug away and you, you see how you go. Yeah, no, I fully agree. It's sort of, I guess, because there was a lot of chatter about when to use chips and I kind of just looked at it. You know, it benefited me using the chip that week, even though it didn't mm. fully work out, but it sort of helped my team because I only had like the eight players playing. So without that, I would have dropped a fair bit in the rank. So, I mean, it did help my rank a bit, but mm. if you're not in a position where you don't need to really do it, it's definitely worth holding for that double game week because yeah. then you can really so, sort of make the most of it. See, if you would have gone Maverick and gone the triple captaincy this week, Matt, you've been laughing. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, that's a, I sort of had that thought. I sort of thought, oh, I should have just done it this week. But, you know, Seller against Newcastle, it just, yeah, everything just looked great. And, um, yeah. yeah, it just didn't work well, out. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, he hadn't blanked in forever. So, you know what I mean? Like, the, the odds were with you in terms of um, he, uh, hitting that. So, but, you know. What could you do? So I had one person sort of message me and he said, oh, did you do it just to be different? And I said, no, like I I legitimately thought he was going to go bang. And I said, and I, you know, I got burnt last season with the, the triple captain. I used it sort of on, I think it was Gundogan last year. Mm. And he got 15 points in the first game. And then the second game he got rested and got like three minutes off the bench and got one point. So... It was sort of like, oh, you know, this week I might try my luck and if I can get 16 points plus just off the one game week, you know, it'll be worth it. But anyway, we move on. I mm. uh, might get into the FPL Twitter league template. Um, uh, round 17, uh, the team lined up as Ramsdale in goals, Trent Alexander-Arnold, James Alonso, Liveramento, who come off the bench for Dennis, obviously, because Dennis didn't play. Captain Salah, uh, Jota. Bernardo, Gallagher, Watkins, and Antonio. So finished up on 70 points. So a pretty decent week. Went from 56K up to 38K, which is a pretty massive green arrow. And then week 18 of the COVID-disrupted game week. Um, team started with Ramsdale in goals. Trent Alexander-Arnold, James Alonso, Ken Sello, Captain Seller, Jota, Bernardo, Smith-Rowe. Lacazette and Antonio, who didn't play and finished on 62 points after a minus four. So still went from 38K to 31K. So as TN liked to remind me this week, um, the last two game weeks, it's it's beaten both of us again, Damo. So we're back uh, on yep. the shit list. <laughs> so, I mean, it was good for that one week that we're finally ahead of the uh, template team. But, yeah, definitely um, – not anymore. It's back on top of us. So I'm hoping maybe this week could be our week to get one back on it, but I doubt it. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll see. We go. Um, next up, we go to the FPL Amateurs of Oz League. Um, first place. Um, no surprises here. The Kong still on top. Twelve fifty-two. Had a few down weeks, but uh, have hit two pretty solid scores. So he's he's opened up that gap again on our uh, second place, which is Aman's team on twelve oh six. And Kappa's FC rounds out the top three on 12.02. And uh, the top score is actually an old friend of mine, uh, Jamie, for clean sheets, hit 93 points, which is absolutely disgusting, especially in the climate of what game week 18 was. It's um, a massive score. 
Mm, that's nice. Um, get on to you, Damo. You ranked 25th in the league at the moment on 1,085. So still lingering around, you know, where you've been for the last few weeks. But, I mean, considering the the climate of the last few weeks and people missing plays, I, I think it's still a solid effort at the moment. And mm. um, myself sitting in sixth on 11.79. So still a bit off the Kong, but um, slowly chipping away. Hopefully I can make some ground over the next few weeks. But, um, you know, the, the way the template's going and, I know I'm very far away from the template, so I might be struggling to make up points, but we'll see how we go. Uh, Might might get into the game review. We only got a few games to to cover at the moment just because, obviously, COVID. So I'll start with uh, the Leeds losing 4-1 to Arsenal. Um, Martinelli, the person who gave a shout-out on our pod the other week, um, three goals in two games, and his two goals this game sort of shows that he could be a decent option up front for them and maybe even force Aubameyang to uh, sit off the field and then possibly he's keeping Smith-Rowe out of the side as well. So had the five chances created, um, two shots, two goals and five key passes. So he's been very much involved in the attack and I think him and Saka look like they've, they're anchored into those wing spots and it's probably going to take a bad performance from Martinelli to um, sort of put himself back on the bench. So I don't think at the moment he's going to lose his spot just because Smith Rowe did play the midweek game um, as well. So he might that might be sort of a bit of an indicator that he's not starting on the weekend. But stranger things have happened. Um, sort of, it's good to see Saka get rewarded for goal if another good performance because he seems to put in good shifts but never really gets the fantasy return. So it was good to see him get um, a fantasy return. And also one player I'd like to probably highlight um, to continue on with what Pete from the Sidenet podcast brought up about Odegaard is at his price, he's, you know, he's, he's looking qu- quite a good option. He's sort of getting on the ball. He's getting the free kick duties. Um, he's sort of... Looks like he's he's back to his form from last season where he went on that run and he just looked like a you know an unstoppable asset. So and he's only worth five point three at the moment. So definitely I think if um you're wanting to bring in an Arsenal asset between him and Saka, I think are probably the two best options in my opinion, even though Martinelli is also cheap, but you know, I'd probably prefer the Saka slash Odegaard at the moment. But that's just me and um in terms of leads, uh, Gerhardt, he's an absolute magnet for penalties. Come on and uh, got the penalty again, which then Rafinha converted from the spot. And um, Ramsdale, I might just touch on this, Dave. I'm not sure whether I sent you the video. Um, he was giving it to the Leeds fans and celebrating in front of him. <laughs> and uh, he was getting a few choice words uh, sent back to him. So, you know, I, I love that. I, I love seeing... Um, players stir the fans up and, you know, get really into it. So, no, it was, it was a bit of good entertainment to watch. Um, what about you, Damo? What do you take from this game, mate? Yeah, so obviously I think Arsenal are sort of a really good um, asset base in terms of cheap assets. So, you know, we've got Martinelli who's who's returned, you know, 15, 7 and 6 the last three. It worth 5.3. Uh, Saka... Uh, it's a little bit more expensive, 6.3, returned 7, uh, 6 and 5, the last three. Odegaard, 
um, in the last two, sort of eight and seven, and he's 5.6. And then obviously Smith Rowe, who's um, returned, you know, six and six the last two weeks. So, you know, there's four midfielders, all less than 6.5, that you can choose for your teams, you know, riding uh, into your teams uh, in terms of, you know, having, uh, in my opinion, you know, that little bit more expensive players sort of down back and then you can still afford your Jotas and, and things like that as well. So, um, and also, like, in terms of that forward, you know, Lacazette seems to be doing sort of the, the business. Like, he hasn't double-digit returned yet, but, uh, you know, he's he scored um, seven in the last three weeks, sort of seven. He blanked and then scored five uh, last week. So, you know, I've, I've always rated, as I've sort of said in previous pods, I've always rated Lacazette as a player. I think if he can get a, a decent run in the team, he's going to be really good value at 8.4. Do you reckon uh, there's a world where maybe they put him back on the bench and then if they want to start Smith-Rowe, put Martinelli up front? Do you reckon there's a, a scenario where that happens? I think for Arsenal, you, see, it's, it's, it's hard to tell, but... I don't think any of those players are sort of out-and-out strikers like Lacazette or Aubameyang is. So I think for Arsenal, gone are the days that Aubameyang and Lacazette start together. I think yeah. it, I think it needs to be one or the other. And I would hazard to say in January, given... And again, I don't know what's going on at Arsenal in terms of Bummy Young. Like it's his business, whatever the case may be. But um, I have a feeling that he's probably going to be sold um, yep. come January. So I, you know, if that's the case, obviously Arsenal will be looking for another striker. But um, in the meantime, Lacazette's as uh, as good as gold in terms of nailedness. Um. In terms of leads, I'm not sure if you um, touched on leads, but in terms of leads themselves, you know, Rafinha keeps doing the business. I think I was talking to someone on on Twitter about this the other day in terms of um, he had some sort of uh, benching sort of selections to, to to make. I think it was – actually, I think it was two weeks ago. Um, did uh, yeah, That's right, because uh, Leeds played um, Man City two weeks ago, correct? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, so I think it was, I think it was two weeks ago, and I and I'd said to him, oh, you know, why don't you bench Rafinha um, for the Man City game? And and he he basically said to me, he goes, Rafinha's a magnet. He's a he's a bull. He'll he'll get a goal out of anywhere, and he, and he was right. Like so, yeah. you know, he he just ticks along like, um, and he, you know, at sort of the six point six. He's great value as well. Like I, I said, I wouldn't be necessarily bringing him in. Obviously, he's playing the playing Liverpool next, but then the fixtures do seem to get a little bit easier for for Leeds. Hopefully, um, before too long, they do get a few plays back. Whether it's sort of down back and or uh, sort of up forward, um, because they, they they're not you know they're not a bad team. Like. Uh, yeah. I know – I don't know where they are at the moment on the table. Um, 
pretty sure. I think they're about three points or four points from yeah, safety. Yeah, I know they're. I know they're um, not doing well. Where are they? They're just sitting about fourteenth. I think. Sixteenth. Uh, they're sitting sixteenth. They're um, they're five points. Five points from relegation. So, but they've got one of the higher minus minuses. So they're minus eighteen. But yeah. um, but yeah, like it's just there's something about leads. Like I don't, I don't actually mind them. I think it, you know, whether it's the the, the Aussie connection from years ago when they had um, uh, Viduka and and Kuhl and you know all those players, it, they're just they're just one of those teams that I do enjoy watch uh, what you know playing. Um, you know, I rate Bielsa as a manager. Um, but yeah, so I think that you know, I think they stay up, and I think they stay up comfortably. But um, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things, you know. Um, they might yeah. have been found out this year a little bit just because they I was have. listening to a podcast that Bielsa kind of plays that one way, and then that's the way which worked and, last year because yeah. people kind of didn't really expect too much, but. This year, it's almost like teams are kind of figuring them out a little bit, but they have had a lot of injuries as well. Yeah, and I think Bielsa's a bit too honest for his own good sometimes. Like, it's great for us FPL managers. Like, he he basically tells it as it is. If a player's not playing, he'll tell us. <laughs> but I think <laughs> in terms of in terms of um, so in terms of FPL, that works great. But in terms of actual EPL, not the best to let um, you know your <laughs> opponents know what you're going to do when. Um, yeah. You know, what I mean, like if you just have a look at, you know, your Chelsea's, your Liverpool's, uh, you know, they they give nothing away. Man City's, they give nothing away in the in the yes. press conferences. Like obviously, they'll say the ones that are that are clear as day, but you know, in terms of tactics and things like that, they they're held close to they're held close to their chest. So, um, yeah, so it's a, it, he's an interesting manager, Bielsa, but uh, but yeah, I, do, I don't actually mind uh, Leeds as a team. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I sort of, I always pick a sort of promoted team each year, and you know, those are, that was a team I sort of jumped on when they got promoted. So definitely do have a little bit of a soft spot for them. But yeah, I'm just hoping that they do stay up because they are good quality to stay in the league. You know, usually when you see like those sort of newly promoted sides, you know, and they show a bit of form, you sort of want them to stay in the league because it's good. Mm. Uh, well, we'll move on to the next game with uh, Newcastle and Man City. Obviously, Man City did the business four uh, 0 against uh, against Newcastle. Um, my my questions that revolve around um, the the game, well, not so much the game itself, but Man City in general, is uh, uh, who was the player that was sanctioned by Pep? I know there was a there were talks that uh, there was a little bit of a disciplinary. Um, uh, what was a disciplinary action by Pep, and that's the the reason why certain players weren't played um, on that game. And then uh, my second question is, uh, who was the player that had a rendezvous with the dominatrix? I saw. Well, the- I, I have the answers for you, mate, because I've <laughs> been doing a bit of a deep dive. With, uh, apparently, Foden and Grealish yeah. uh, Grealish um, took out. I think it might have been Foden's mum. Uh, out in the town for, for some drinks. From what I've seen, photos of them two out on the town with um, Foden's mum, and uh, I think it was Foden also the dominatrix. So I think interesting. Um, interesting. My comment in uh, one of my group chats today was Foden just wanted to know what it was like to be dominated, seeing as they've been pretty dominating <laughs> this year. So 
So, uh, uh, so has uh, what's his name, Grelish, become the new uh, Rooney? Has he taken out the old ladies? <laughs> <laughs> well, I like I, at first when I sort of went, oh yeah, bullshit, and then I've seen it like I think on multiple platforms now, on multiple um, pages. So, I think, and it does look like Foden in the photo as well. Mm. So, but uh, it's pretty pretty funny though. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, insane that. Back to the, the to the football now. But uh, look, basically, Man City's Man City. Yeah, like their players are awesome. They, you know, their their best eleven will win the league. Their second best eleven will probably end up finishing second. So <laughs> they're, they're just that good. You know, it's it's it is annoying that they are that good, but. Um, Look, one player that I do want to mention is, and he's had a little bit of a resurgence, and he's on my sort of uh, differentials watch for for later on. But it's, um, uh, you know, it's Josh's, you know, JB, <laughs> our good Twitter friend, uh, JB. It's his favourite player. It's uh, Riyad Mahrez. Just, he's just sensational. Like, he's 8.6, but, you know, he's... Re- re- Double-digit returned in the last two weeks now. You know, scored 12 last week, 13 the week before. Uh, just absolute quality player. Like, in any other team, he would be starting week in, week out, and he'd be the absolute star of that team. So, uh, Could you imagine if um, West Ham tried to poach him for January to give him a bit of reinforcement? Mate, he would be bigger than Payet. Was <laughs> for West Ham. The pay it was so uh, good too. He was, he was. His his free kicks were just uh like, and you know, we weren't, we probably weren't the best uh, when we had uh, Payet, but he could just ping a free kick from from anywhere. But um, and Mares is that sort of special player, like he really is. Um, but you know, I mean, like if he if he continues to get a run in this team, then he is pretty much, and like, you know, we do have some big calls here, but he's pretty, he's pretty much the best FPL asset to have. I know it's a big call. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, it's, he does look really good though. And when yeah. he does get extended time if um, he, in the if starting he, sign, he's if a great he asset. Was, if he was a player that played week in, week out, every week, for 90 minutes, he would be in most people's teams. He would be in most FPL teams. He kind of reminds me of Mason Mount a bit. Like when Mason Mount plays every single game, he's just an absolute machine. But See, I, I rate him better. I, I rate him more higher than Mason Mount. Like it's just, as I said to you, it's just unfortunate that he plays for Man City and he's under that sort of pep roulette that um, sort of he sort of – not that he flies under the radar, but like you, you pick him up, you'll pick him up because he has a hot streak. And I'm not saying bring him in because, um, given you know next week he might be benched again and he might not play the next three games. You know what I mean? It's just with that pep roulette, it's really really hard to pick a Man City player in that midfield. Is um is he going to Afcon? Because my geography might be terrible. Where's Algeria? Is that African? 
Yes, he is going to AFCON. Uh, well, if AFCON actually happens. Yeah. Um, so, I kind of uh, hope it does, just so it um, throws a spinner in the works and uh, the perma-captain seller will be yeah. out the window and people I will actually have to pick I a strategy. Yeah, I reckon that's gone in the next couple of weeks anyway. I, I mean, it's already do. gone. It's been gone for me for the last probably three, four mm. weeks, but... Yeah. yeah, well, Maris could actually miss up to about nine FPL fi- uh, as in EPL fixtures, so between December and January. So, yeah, so if yeah. he's if he's go- if he's going to Afcon, pretty much, he'll miss uh, the entirety of pretty much um, sort of the January games because he's he's yeah. he's the captain of Algeria. So, um, yeah, so. How about yourself, <laughs> anyway, uh, Q, in terms of uh, – oh, I was going to say I won't talk much about Newcastle because they're rubbish, but uh, sorry, the <laughs> New, Newcastle supporters, they're, you know, our, our bet sort of – it has stagnated a bit. Like, I know you're up by about 10, I think, uh, in yeah. our bet. I'll, I will tally it up at some point, but um, I think we set it up, up until, I think, game week 20 or 21. So it's getting yeah, close. I think they both finished on two points each, I think, yeah, last game. So. But in, in all honesty, it's – Th- those returns have been absolutely terrible. Like, uh, I think you'll win it based on one return. <laughs> <laughs> Which is we, all I need, mate. Which is all which, I ha- need. Had we started the week before, um, we would have been even Stevens. So it's just, wow. uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to, in all honesty, I do enjoy having these like, little side bets. So we'll have to. Um, we'll have to come up with another one in the new year. We'll have to come up with another one that's actually, you know, exciting. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it it's not hasn't been an exciting journey, but um, nonetheless, no. I'll take my free stake. So, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I'll, I'll make sure um, they're uh, well done and they're rumps. So, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of chuck steak, mate. That's <laughs> yeah, a bit of bit of the steak that you put in uh, for the uh, slow roasts. Um, I might I'm not really going to talk about Newcastle too much I mean I didn't really expect too much in this game and as I said to you before we potted you know my my shout on Ken Sellers captain was just simply because one he's a great player two he's not human and three (laughs) Newcastle's um, defense is non-existent and and their attack against decent sides is usually non-existent as well so I thought I felt pretty safe um I'll touch on um, Man City earlier in the game. They actually were pretty uh, lucky not to concede a goal or two early on because Newcastle just peppered them and, you know, probably should have finished if they had better finishing. But, you I mean, it, it was good because then after that it was a shut-up shop. They didn't really get too many opportunities after that. But touch on Cancelo, I don't think he's human, to be honest, mate. I, I think he's just like a, a striker playing in the back line. Um his goal was good. He almost got another goal. And then without a doubt, he's almost playing as like a, a fourth attacking midfielder. He's that high. And I guess when you play Newcastle, you don't need to defend too much. But he plays quite high. And he just he's just always evolved in attack, always has the ball at his feet, or he's always making those runs to the back post, similar to what Reese James does at um, Newcastle. So, uh, not Newcastle, sorry. Reese James is at Chelsea, so... Mm. You know, it, it's just one of those plays like Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think 
you just set and forget, keep them in your team all year, regardless of fixtures, because they're just that attacking. And I might just touch on the the old pep roulette. You know, I, I had a bit of a chuckle. I know it was probably at your expense, Damo, with um, Foden, but I don't own any midfielders at the moment um, as I can't really sort of structure my team to get one in. But it was good to see um, the roulette happen and a lot of people got burnt by it. So, yeah. Mm. Um, it was it was good for my team. I I mean I like to see you do well, but you know I had to nah, right. sacrifice you for the greater cause, mate. I'll take um, you, mate. All good. <laughs> but there's one player I'd like to shout out in that midfield area, and that's Sterling. I know we brought him up probably about three weeks ago on the pod, and sort of just said how you know he was starting to look like the old Sterling. So continue got a got a return again this week um he is getting in quite good attacking positions i mean he, he was a little bit absent this week but the week before you know he had a pretty decent game and he's probably last three or four um games that he's sort of started he's looked really good so i'm sort of looking at him as a bit of a downgrade option from salah um if if afcon does go ahead sort of I think, you know, at that price, I think he's at 10.6 at the moment. You know, it's a massive discount on what potentially he could be um, priced at from previous years. So I think it's just one to keep an eye on. Um, possibly you will work towards trying to get him in. But at the moment, I sort of can't get him in just yet. But, yeah, apart from that, sort of, I might just look at other assets in the midfield, possibly Foden. I like, I don't really, I'm not a big fan of Silver. I just think he's overperforming sort of what uh, the fantasy stats were saying over the last sort of month or two. So he's sort of blanked the last two game weeks, which is where I see Silver sort of, he'll blank a, a fair bit, but then obviously have a, a few decent returns just because of the team he's playing in. But yeah, I'm not really going to entertain him at all. Um, but that's about it. For me, I might move on to Wolves and Chelsea. Um, as I said to you, it wasn't a very entertaining watch. It's sort of almost outside of Wolves creating a few decent chances. Um, Chelsea had a couple of chances. I think Mount created about three or four. So, you know, it's a bit disappointing to see him not get the return. But um, outside sort of Mount and Reese James, Reese James didn't look too bad. Um, defensive assets all got returns. But um, Saar got a second uh, return in two weeks. Um, I sort of I was going to get him out, but I sort of had bigger issues. And, you know, I'm glad I kept him in because he's just gotten two returns in a row. So I think at that price point, I think he's priced alongside Ramsdale and De Gea. I, I still think he's a decent option. He is the best keeper currently in fantasy. So they've got some uh, sort of all right fixtures mixed in with some hard ones. So, and even in those hard fixtures, he's definitely going to get the save points. Um, And then usually when they keep a clean sheet, he's involved in the bonus as well. So sort of one to look at for that, but yeah, outside that, I'm not really looking at anyone else. What about you, Damon? Yeah. So with, um, with uh, this game here, obviously Chelsea, you know, continue to sort of, um, Return down back, so um, definitely still sort of keeping James and Rudiger until uh, they stop doing that. So obviously the next two, they've got Villa and Brighton. I'd expect um, uh, either you know clean sheets or returns uh, from those two games. Then it starts getting harder with Liverpool and Man City and then Tottenham. So I think I will uh, downgrade one of those players. 
uh, potentially to like a Dello um, or someone on the cheaper side. So then I could upgrade someone in the midfield or up forward, depending on who's sort of returning at the time. But yeah, I think staying big at the back for the probably the next two weeks is probably good before um, I sort of move on from that point. Um, uh, the only other thing in terms of Chelsea is obviously they've got um, uh, COVID sort of right throughout um, their their team. Uh, given you know, look, I think Lukaku, Lukaku, Werner, Hudson, or Doy, I think were the ones that were confirmed. Um, with uh, with COVID, so obviously we're not sure how long, much longer they'll be out for. Uh, in terms, and that's pretty much it in terms of Chelsea. In terms of Wolves, see, Wolves are, an, again, a, an interesting one. See, I sort of soured on Wolves a bit um, a little while ago, and I've re- sort of refused to bring anyone in uh, from Wolves. But, um, you know, they, they're run actually, like, They've got Man U in the next three, which is tough. You know, Arsenal uh, uh, have looked better um, the last cup. You know, the last three or four weeks. Uh, but uh, yeah, like other than that, you know, they got Watford, Arsenal, Man U, Southampton, Brentford. So you know, they're, they're not bad to have an asset. Um, you know, maybe down back again, I could potentially swap a Rudiger or a James to. Um, one of the Wolves boys. Uh, like, other than that, I'm not really looking at anyone else at this stage from Wolves. Um, like, it was pretty crazy. Like, <laughs> the hard fixtures, and I had so I'm like, oh, I'm not going to expect much, but he's actually yeah. turned twice out of the, th- the three hard fixtures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, ex- exactly right. But you know what? This is where... And this is where sort of I've harked on about, and, and I know SARS are a little more expensive, but this is where I've sort of said in the past, you keep one keeper um, all season and you play him in every fixture. Uh, you know what I mean? And, like, because you're going to get returns um, when you don't expect it. You know what I yeah. mean? It might, it, it, might be, it might be a penalty save. It might be, you know even when they do play those harder teams, you know, they might keep a clean sheet or they might uh, get quite a number of save um, points because, you know, teams like Liverpool or Chelsea are peppering at their goals um, quite yeah. a lot. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? The keeper, the keeper position is an interesting one. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I've always sort of said I don't sort of like rotating keepers because you miss points. You miss points. So, yeah. for me, you keep one keeper. They keep them the whole season unless they're injured and that's it. Yeah, I think um, when they played Chelsea, he had nine saves. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I and mean, that's where he gets – and that's where you get the points. That's where – that's where uh, – because how many points did he get last week? Would have been almost double digits. He got, he got digits. six. He got six oh, last okay. week. Um, oh, he six, only made six, the yeah. one save, but oh, – Ah, okay, okay. What about the week I mean, before? He's. I'll give. I'll got it up for you now. Oh no, six. Uh, sorry, six and six. Yeah, six and six. So like he's pep- he's peppered along. He's peppered along. You know, got gotten six. I think six. he's went ten six, and then when they've conceded, he's still got three points because he's got the save points against Liverpool. So he's went mm. eight ten six three four six. Yeah. Whereas you know, with say a Sanchez, who I have. 
You know, he went three three against Wolves, three against Southampton, four against West Ham. Um, then obviously kept a clean sheet and got eight and two bonus. So, um, but yeah, so like it's just it's just one of those things. It's just one of the things I think you keep you, you keep a uh, keeper for the season and just stick to them. Yeah, no, it's um he's uh I really hate the goalkeeper position, so I'm usually not a massive not not yeah. a massive fan of spending money. But when you do get the set and forget keeper, you know that's the upside as well. Mm. And um, for the last game of the round, <laughs> given this only four <laughs> the <games>. fourth game, <laughs> yeah, the fourth game, um, Spurs obviously two all with with Liverpool it was quite interesting, quite a um, very interesting contest at times. Obviously, uh, was it Robertson that got the red card? Yeah, it was a lot of controversy actually around. Yeah, that. Um, yeah. I, Do you want to I think I I watched it back. I sort of I thought it was. Um, it was harsh because obviously the challenge Kane did didn't get the red card, but I mean Robertson, you can't just willy nilly just kick people's legs off as well. So mm. yeah, so you know, I mean, and like, look, the the Liverpool boys are still great in terms of um, assets. You know, TAA, uh, he's basically become, oh, other than Cancelo, become the premier defender again to have, you know, scored 7, 11, 9, 9 the last, um, the last four weeks. So um, he's great. Um, Jota's finally sort of ticking over in terms of points, um, scored 7 and 7 the last two. Uh, like, obviously, Salah blanked for the first time in 156 years. Um, <laughs> last week, but before that, you know, eight, eight, six, fifteen—you know, just ridiculous numbers for for the uh, for the Liverpool boys. So, and they're good. You know, they're good. They're going to keep being good. Um, the only game I'd sort of worry about is the Chelsea game in three weeks. I think every other game they play, uh, they're going to almost um, they're going to kick three or four goals every game. Um, I think uh, personally, I think you should have maybe held off on the triple captain until this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of uh, looking at that um, decent fixture this um, week. So. Salah, Salah against Leeds. I can see Salah going rampant against Leeds and um, not for any other reason that Leeds concede a hell of a lot of goals. So, um, and you've got you've to think, uh, given that, you know, Leeds do concede quite a number of goals. Salah's going to be either in the goals or in the assists there. So I'd expect, I would expect a 15-plus return from Salah uh, this week. So he's going to be my captain. There's no doubt about it. I'm not, I'm not going to miss out on a potential double-double-digit return from, um, from Salah this week. So I would have to say... He's, uh, as uh, Tien would say, his uh, <coughs> EO will be through the roof uh, this week. 300% probably, I'd say. <laughs> uh, we should have a little, um, <coughs> should have a little uh, thing on Twitter about uh, how high his EO is going to be this week. Uh, yeah, so <coughs> it's going to be fairly high. It's going to be fairly high. Um, yeah, so. And... Yeah, and say, and then for Spurs, Spurs is an interesting one. It really, really is like, obviously, 
they have quite a number of games that they will need to make up. So, you know, there's talks that they, obviously they're definitely going to be getting a double game week soonish, but they may even be getting a triple game week. So, you know, when do we start talking about Spurs as potential assets? You know, like they, they've got Palace, um, Southampton, Watford, the next three, and that's not including um, but, uh, any sort of potential double game weeks in that time as well. Um you know, I mean, like I would be definitely sort of looking at Son uh, as an option. Uh, I think he's going to be a really, really good option. Um, you know, Delay was very unlucky uh, over the weekend. And then Kane's finally scored. I wouldn't see Kane's 12.1. So I think he's a bit too expensive. But... Um, yeah, like I know we're definitely going to be having a chat about um, Tottenham sooner or la- sooner rather than later in terms of assets. Uh, how about yourself, uh, Quentin? Yeah, no, nah, sort of very similar to you. Um, Salah, I, um, I was watching the, the highlights and I didn't even realise that Salah had handballed it in the lead-up play to Robertson's goal. So, you know, a bit of controversy there um, alongside obviously Kane's challenge as well that got a yellow card, but in my opinion, probably should have been a red. Um, Robertson's red was pretty justified. You know, it was pretty um, reckless and, you know, a lot of talking points. But um, I might just go with, uh, start with uh, Spurs. Um, I can't believe Deli Alley missed that sitter. Like, if you're trying to go outside the box and had him as a bit of a differential pick, you know, you'd be absolutely filthy because he, he'd score that usually nine times out of ten. But, you know, just pretty much was... Um, a representation of what Spurs season's been like, um, just missing chances like that. But um, uh, Kane, I thought, actually looked really good. He, you know, could have had two goals easily this game. And, you know, I know Son is a bit cheaper, but I'm sort of looking at it from I don't know how much wiggle room I have in the midfield and what plays I'd like to get out. Possibly, I could possibly downgrade a few people and then get, go mount to Son, but... You know, I think Kane could actually be a decent option. They sort of played the ball a bit more in front of him now and actually getting him into positions to utilise his strengths, which is, you know, making runs, getting the ball and, you know, and taking on the keeper. So it was actually good to see, and it's going to be interesting to see how he goes this week. Just um, obviously I'd rather see Kane do it a few weeks in a row before sort of entertaining the idea, but... I think he um, Spurs' attacks actually looked a lot better and they're heading in the right direction. So still a bit of a watch for me. I'm probably not going to entertain an asset just yet, but Kane is piquing my interest because I thought he did look good on the weekend. But there's a – and when talking about the double game weeks, um, there's a bit of a saying I have, um, you can't polish a turd. So <laughs> um, Spurs are looking good, but when you're looking at double game weeks, if the team's not great and you're sort of just wanting to pick up – pick players out of that side because they've got double fixtures. I mean, you can polish it as much as you want, but a turd's a turd and, and you know, it just stinks. Like, if Norwich had double fixtures, I, I wouldn't even be looking at Norwich players. I'd prefer to have just a player from another side that's playing one week, but 
just something to sort of keep in mind that don't just dive into double fixtures and get players in that, you know, you're not really seeing any type of fantasy output or any eye test type of um, performances out of them. Sort of, that's sort of my two cents. And Trent Alexander-Arnold, you know, just continues to play good. Like could easily be 15 points every game that he plays. He's just, he's just an absolute freak and probably should have had a goal. I think it got blocked. Um, it was heading in the right direction to go on the goal, but yeah, it got blocked. But I think if you don't have Trent Alexander-Arnold, I'd probably be looking to get him in because regardless of fixtures, he's just an absolute mainstay in um, fantasy sides as well as Cancelo. So I think those are the two players that are sort of, you don't really need to worry about uh, the fixtures. And um, it's touch on uh, Salah this week. You know, I agree with you. He, he could easily get 15, 20 points against a poor Leeds defensive unit. But, you know, I guess there are, depending on COVID and what fixtures are played, like you might even be looking at Ronaldo against Newcastle where he did get the the double on his debut when he um started this season and got a decent return as well. But I think it'd be pretty silly to go against Salah this week, but who knows? We'll see we'll see where I'm at on Friday. Um before we get into the differentials, might just touch on a bit of News that I've seen on Twitter, I know you've seen the same stuff, is it looks like Bowen and Antonio might have COVID. So it's pretty um, pretty big news. Like some people have gotten out Antonio, but Bowen's have been a pretty popular pickup. So very interesting news. Do you Have you heard too much about it, Damon? I haven't heard a hell of a lot about it, obviously, um, basically what you've heard. But we will get some sort of confirmation tonight. Obviously, um, West Ham play Tottenham in the EFL uh, Cup game. Uh, and I would hazard to say we will definitely be playing our best 11 there because um, it is a trophy and it's something that we want to, you know, win, obviously, um, given that, you know, previously we've beaten City, United, uh, who else we've knocked off? We've knocked off a few pe- a few teams um, in that <laughs> in the EFL Cup already. Uh, I think Chelsea's still in it, um, but yeah. So I'd hazard to say you're going to see tonight if Antonia or Bowen don't start, or actually not even don't start. If they're not uh, playing at all, if they're not on the bench, then that there's your confirmation there because yeah. even if Antonia or Bowen are not starting if they're on the bench and they're fine, obviously. Um, But if we are as serious for this cup as I think we are, um, if Bowen and Antonio are fit, they're playing. 100% they're playing. So uh, it's just sort of one of those things you'd have to – we're going to have to just see how how things go. And this is why I've sort of – uh, been saying for a few weeks, you know, f- for a few weeks now, make sure you have benches if you can have benches uh, yeah. because, you know, COVID, it's it's one of those things like COVID is going to run rampant on um, on your FPL teams every now and again. Um, you know, you're going to have, as we sort of saw last week, we didn't know, like obviously I think two, it might have been two games got called off after um, the the lockout, and I think one of the games, I'm pretty sure it was the Aston Villa game, got caught off two hours before they were supposed to kick off. So, yeah. you know, I do feel sorry for 
um, like, you know, f- for us, you know, here in Australia, it's, you know, oh, you know, the game, game's cancelled, you know, um, whatever sort of thing. But I feel sorry for, you know, uh, and I'm not sure, I can't remember if it was a Villa home game or a uh, Burnley home game. I think it might have been a Burnley home game because I think... Uh, yeah, so, like, you know, I, I sort of I feel sorry for, you know, the um, opposition supporters that actually went to the game or, you know, were going to the game only to be told, um, you know, whether it's by radio or whatever the case may be, hey, go home, the game's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, like, it's that's the that's the reality of what we're facing at the moment. It's, uh, you know, FPL aside, um, you know, the UK is not sort of looking in a good way at the moment or from what we've heard, like obviously um, I'd love to get a bit more sort of, uh, I'd love like someone from the UK to sort of jump on or, you know, send, uh, send us a message, just let us know what the situation is like over there. But from what we've, you know, sort of read and being told, um, you know, the situation is pretty dire over there. You know, they're, they're talking potential lockdowns over Christmas. Um, you know what I mean? Like they they were actually talking about a two-week sort of pause on everything and that will yeah. affect, you know, the EPL and things like that. So, you know, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a, it has the... The ramifications will be felt not only in, obviously, you know, FPL aside, the ramifications will be felt um, in all aspects. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think um, I sort of also um, saw some news uh, in regards to Man United. They sort of had a list of players that were spotted uh, returning back to training and Ronaldo's name and Dello's name wasn't on the list. So I'm not sure what's going on there either, whether they're Mm. being held out on safe protocols or whether it's just, you know, they will be at training tomorrow. So it's probably also another thing to look at too because, you know, Ronaldo is a pretty um, popular uh, player at the moment in FPL and as well as Dello. I mean, I brought him in uh, two weeks ago, but there's a lot of managers sort of looking at downgrade options and a lot of people are talking about Dello as well. So, yeah. But, you know, it's it's more of those things before you do transfers this week, especially maybe – Leave it to the last minute. Don't worry about price rises or, you know, price drops. It's probably best just to wait to the last minute because you just never know. It could easily have four fixtures caught off just before deadline. But, you know, just just watch the news, listen to press conferences, try suss out as much as you can before sort of making decisions. I'm probably just going to roll my transfer this week anyway. Just I don't really need to do anything and there's nothing that's really – that important for me to sort of um, look at fixing this week. I think I can just roll it and keep a few up my sleeve, hopefully. Yeah. I might get on to our differentials. I sort of last two weeks, I sort of picked Sar as a bit of a two-week sort of punt and, you know, it, it worked out, you know, got the two clean sheets, um, you know, not massive points, but 12 points from a goalkeeper over two games is, is, is pretty decent and you're pr- usually pretty happy with that. So this week I sort of... I'm going to go with Harry Kane. I haven't – I've seen enough last game to sort of, I guess, um, be interested in him. But myself, I can't bring him in just at the moment, just with my my team's how it's structured financially. But if anyone does have Kane or they've held him or 
they're in the market for an expensive striker. I really think he could um, just build on what he did last week. And, you know, this could be the start of his run now. So usually once he gets one or two goals, he usually goes on a bit of a run. So this could be the very start of that run and you want to get on early before he's sort of, he's too expensive. But, um, yeah, apart from that, so those are, that's the player I'm still looking at this week. What about you, Damo? Yeah, so I've got uh, obviously two that I've sort of mentioned previously. Obviously, um, you know, Mares. as I've said, you know, yes, Pep Roulette, but how can you look past him at the moment? You know, like he's double-digit return the last two, 8.6 mil, um, 2.8% owned. You know, like if, you, if you're playing the game uh, in terms of, you know, wanting a few differentials, there's a differential right there. Uh, and then obviously, you know, I've shouted him out last week, but I do want to shout him out again. He's still only 4.5% owned. That's Martinelli. He's only 5.3 million. He's only gone up 1 mil um, in that time. I would hazard say um, as long as Young is still nowhere near the team, which I don't think he will be. Um, no, I think he's still on the outer at the moment. Yeah, he's say. still on the and, – and you know what? With Arsenal doing as well as they are, He's not going to get a look in until they sort of desperately need him. And in saying that, they're actually looking all right at the moment. So, yeah, so like I, I'd have to say, and Martin, I think Martin is pretty young, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Like he's one of their younger boys. Yeah, no, uh, he is. Um, I'd well, say, I think they're sort of. I guess, grooming him to be sort of a bit of a successor for uh, Aubameyang, obviously, because I don't think he's going to be around for another season after this year. So, Yeah, no, actually, he's only 20. He's only 20 yeah. years old. So, um, yeah, I'd, just, I'd be, be interested to see, because uh, he's a Brazilian footballer. So I wonder if, um, you know, he might get a cap soon. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see because, I mean, when he did play last season, he was really good. Mm. Um, just, I'm actually just re- I'm actually just reading a little bit about him at the moment. So he was born in Brazil and he's of Italian descent through his father. So obviously that's where the Martinelli surname comes in. So he's um, a dual citizen. Um, he was called up by the national team in the 2019 Copa America. So he might actually be locked to Brazil now. I mean, you but, probably want to uh, head that way anyway because Italy mightn't be in the World Cup this year. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right, mate. That's all right. We'll just do what we did. Uh, uh, what was it? Eight years ago, and uh, was it eight years ago? Uh, well, well, we missed out. We missed out on the World Cup, and then ended up winning the Euros. So yeah. it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. And then we, we've. Uh, We've won the World Cup, uh, was it recently? Was it 2000? Oh, I was going to say recent, 10 years ago. <laughs> <Two, laughs> but when you're talking a World Cup, you know, that is recent when you're only talking at like one or yeah, two Yeah, I know, Cups one ago. or two World Cups. And, you know, that's actually, I know this is a sort of a side conversation, but I, I think we do have a bit of time on this pod uh, today. Uh, I've got to say, you know, the talks about World Cup becoming a two-year comp and, you know, extra teams, I I want nothing to do with that. You know, for me, no. a World Cup is every four years. Um, it's That's the reason why it's so prestigious, so hard to win. Uh, you know, you start, if you start sort of making it every two years and 
you know, put in a whole bunch of other teams. And I think, what what is it at the moment? I think it's 32 at the moment, if I'm mistaken. Yeah, it's 32, but 2026, it'll be 48 teams. Yeah, you know, even then, you know, it's just you start to dilute, you know, the World Cup's supposed to be the, the best of the best, you know. So, yeah, it's just like, for me, 48's way too many. But, um, but yeah, that's sort of like a, a side conversation for another day. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, all good. Yeah, no, that's um, yeah, I fully agree. I think four years is good. Forty-eight teams, yeah, I don't mind it, but it's more like if other regions get more teams, not just Europe getting more teams. So yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Like you, you'd want it to be balanced. Um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's actually not. When you know a team like Italy or a team. I'm just trying to think who else has missed out, you know, in recent times, like big teams. It's not a bad thing. Like, it, it is a tough qualifying, you know what I mean? Like, you have to be on your game to be able to make the World Cup. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'd hate for sort of that to be diluted because there's going to be an extra, uh, you know, X amount of teams. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, might get into players to watch. I'm sort of, I've just written down uh, United situation just with the COVID. I haven't seen Ronaldo or Dallo's name mentioned in plays returning to training. So just something to sort of keep a bit of an eye on. And also I'm looking at sort of mount upgrade slash downgrade options because I'm probably only going to keep him in my team for another two weeks, which will give him sort of that five-week stint in my team where I've, you know, I've, I've collected a few returns and, you know, they've got a few tough fixtures. I think it might be game week 22, 23, where they play some decent sides. So looking at downgrade options and just obviously Spurs and Kane, just wanting to keep my eye on him, see how he goes this week. What about you, Damo? Yeah, I'm the same in terms of the Spurs. Um, they're my sort of place to watch, you know, Sun Kane, um, how they're going to go, what's going to happen with this double, potential triple game week and... Um, yeah, so like I'd has I'd has to say if Spurs do got get given a uh, double or potentially triple game week, and then you have to look at Spurs assets. You you just have to. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, next segment we've got is shit the bed segment. It's pretty easy for me. Uh, Salah slash perma captain Salah um, <laughs> shat the bed massively. Um, extreme diarrhea everywhere. Just horrible. What about you, Damo? Yeah, nice visual, mate. Nice visual. Um, <laughs> to me, it's probably that the oh, I'm gonna say uh, COVID, just like the cold COVID situation. You know, the fact that you know, like, look, I don't know how many how many people from England from the UK actually listen to us, but uh, I've got to say this in terms of with the EPL, it's something that I'm. Uh, no, no, it's probably you, you as well. You know, we're extremely passionate about uh, the EPL. We, you know, we we wouldn't be watching games at you know fuck off o'clock at you know three a.m., four a.m., <laughs> uh, two a.m. You know, watch back to back games from you know uh, t- uh, midnight and then you know at three a.m. if we we didn't love the game. So you know when uh, and it's not just about sort of like my own team. I actually enjoy watching any EPL game. Like, I'll, see, I'll actually sit and watch, you know, a Norwich, you know, Burnley game, you know, <laughs> if it's the early game, 
you know, I'll sit and watch it, you know, like if, and it's not just about, oh, you know, what assets do I have? I love the game. You know what I mean? Like you, to me, you know, the EPL, um, it's, it's the breast, it's breast. No, it's not the breast. It's the, <laughs> it's the, it's the best, um, it's the best uh, league in the world is absolutely yeah. the best league in the world. Like they're the, Best players play in in the EPL. It's, well, outside you know, the A League, mate, it's the best league. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I am passionate about football just in general. You know, yep. like, but for me, the A League is different in terms of like it is the the A League is a competition I can personally go to. You know, I don't yeah. get to witness the EPL every day. You know, like in terms yeah. of being able to go experience the. Um, you know, the crowds and all that kind of stuff. So for me, you know, like I get that at the A-League, like that's my fix in terms of, you know, went over the weekend, I was there at the, you know, the Melbourne Derby. I'm a uh, Melbourne City supporter, as you guys know. Um, yeah. You know, I I actually met in person for the first time um, FPL side net, um, Pete. So he's, you know, he's a good bloke. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so like, you know, to me, it's not, you know, the A-League has sort of lost its last a little bit in the last couple of years in terms of crowds and things like that, obviously with COVID, but even before that, um, sort of lost a little bit of what it had. But, yeah, um, but yeah like in, in terms of, you know, passion and things like that, if you're an Aussie that follows EPL, you, you can't knock our passion because, you know, yeah. we're watching games at, at ridiculous you know, hours. At ridiculous hours, you know what I mean? Like, um, I know, you know, you know, we've talked before off air and, you know, like, you know, you're saying, you know, your, your bub or something will, will wake up in the middle of the night or, you know, you'll uh, feed your bub while you're watching a game or whatever the case may be. You know, if, yeah. if that's not passion, I don't know what is. <laughs> that's it, mate. And uh, getting up at uh, five o'clock every morning with the uh, three-year-old to watch uh, game highlights and uh, mm. write down my notes for the podcast for the following <laughs> week, mate. That's uh, that's my life at the moment. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, but you know, and, and, and I've uh, you know I've seen pictures of you, or you and your bub, you know, or your little fella, you know, wearing the menu um, colours and things like that. And, and it's and it's you know it's uh, to me that's that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? Like it's, and it doesn't matter who you support. Like, you know, I know, you know, we give each other shit and all that kind of stuff um, on the pod, but you know, it's about that passion. It's a, like when my, you know, my son's older, like I'm going to take him to the games, you know, I'm going to take him to alien yeah. games. Hopefully, you know, one day we do get go across to England um, and get to watch a game, but we may not, you know what I mean? So You've got to, for me, you've got to support your local comps um, yeah. as, you know, as well as, you know, loving European football, you have to support your local comps as well. Yeah, no, fully agree. Well, um, that takes us on to the mailbag questions. Uh, first question we've got, uh, what do you guys like doing while waiting for FPL-related news? Um, I sort of... With all this COVID stuff going on, obviously I don't try to analyze it too much. I kind of just set my team like I did and it is what it is. <laughs> and then I'll like, depending on um, 
I guess, depending on what's happening, I might uh, tune in if I've got a bit of energy. I play a bit of football manager on the laptop um, while my missus watches a bit of Netflix or something like that. But um, or have a have a couple of beers and uh, watch a bit of Twitter beef. So <laughs> that's usually <laughs> usually what I do to unwind heading into obviously the the lockout and stuff like that. And because it's usually about no oh, nine thirty ten o'clock at night over here, so. You know, I'm usually just relaxing, um, yeah, having a couple of beers on a weekend. So, yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, what about you, Damo? Yeah, definitely um, waiting for a bit of beef to happen. So I, I'll <laughs> normally uh, head over to the FPL Plonkers page and just see if anything anything's stirring. Uh, but, no, look, on a serious note, same thing with you. I try not to overanalyze things for FPL. You know, it's probably why my rank is so poor. But, uh you know, I just play it for I play for the love of the game. It's the same way I pod. Uh, yeah. You know, like for me, it's, uh, you know, FPL or fantasy sports in general, they're that little bit of release. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not sure I've sort of said on the pod before, uh, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a teacher in, you know, real life per se. Um, and, you know, I overanalyze things to, to a T uh, in terms of, in terms of, you know, being a teacher, in terms of planning, organising and things, uh, like you could, you know, you could call me the uh, FPL planner of, of the teaching world because, <laughs> <laughs> because you know, I've got that many spreadsheets and things like that in terms of, uh, you know, student data and all that kind of stuff. So it's actually nice sometimes just to relax with a bit of, you know, a bit of FPL, whether it's, you know, bantering um, with, you know, a few people on uh, FPL Twitter or, um, you know, just sitting back and waiting for, uh, you know, whereas, whether it's news or uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, yeah. You know, like I I'm, can be damn competitive, but, uh, yeah, like for me it's it's that uh, fantasy sports, and it doesn't matter what fantasy sports it is, it's that release, it's that sort of, a uh, bit of uh, enjoyment that you get out of, um, you know, playing the game, watching the game per se. Yeah, no, that's it. And sort of, I mean, I, I don't usually, I haven't really taken a FPL that serious over the years that I've played. It's sort of just been more of a bit of a head-to-head uh, league type thing. But, mm. you know, doing the pod this year and obviously, you know, trying to uh, provide good content. I've actually sort of put a bit more effort in and, you know, I don't usually play FPL the normal way, like follow the EO and all that. I kind of just, what I see with my eyes, I just, you know, that's how I run my FPL team. It's it's a pretty exciting ride. You're never sort of guaranteed a dull moment um, <laughs> managing a mm. team like I manage it. So it's usually, it's a bit of fun. And at the end of the day, when you have bad game weeks, I kind of just, you know, it is what it is. It's only, it's only football fantasy, so it's not really sort of, real life stuff so yeah i think the other thing the last thing i sort of want to say about that is obviously you know things would change like if let's just say one season you know you start off like a house on fire and you're in the top 100 and whatever the case may and you have sort of like your ice uh you know you're close to that sort of prize then that's where you sort of sit down you go okay i need to start taking this a little bit seriously you know but you know, like for me at the moment, it's that little bit of fun. You know, it's that little bit of banter. It's that little bit of enjoyment sort of thing. But, um, but yeah. yeah. No, that's it. I think my best finish is 400K or something like that. So 
I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm great at FPL. I sort of, I feel like I'd when I put my effort into things like I've been doing NFL fantasy, it's um, it's either all or nothing for me. I don't, <laughs> yeah, you know, I get so, get very competitive. So yeah, like I, I'm probably a bit more competitive when it comes to. Uh, like other fantasy sports, like uh, when like the super coach, uh, the AFL super coach sort of uh, kicks yeah. in, you know, that one there, I'm fairly sort of competitive in it. Like I think I'm a, I'm a little bit of a better player when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to the AFL, I think. So the Aussie rules, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, we'll see where we go yeah. anyway. Too easy. Well, our uh, next question we've got, what are your thoughts on suspending game weeks? Um, should FPL, help out players more or are they limited in what they can do to help players? See, I, I think that over this Christmas period, as much as I'd love to be watching football, I think that they should just should have just done like a two-week break um, over sort of like that Christmas Boxing Day period up until New Year's Day and kind of re reconvene and let sort of clubs get all their ducks in a row type of thing. But, I mean, when there's a lot of money involved in broadcasting, it's probably a bit hard to do that, but... What are your thoughts, David? Yeah, so you sort of sum up under there a little bit. Like, there's so much money in the game. You just, you, you can't, unless, you know, the situation's absolutely dire. Um, yeah. You just can't. And I, I think you almost, I know with the EPL, they almost have to wait until the government sort of announces things <laughs> before they move, per se. Yeah. Um, so... In saying that, like, in terms of FPL, you know, it's – we all play the same game. You know, it's the same rules. Like, yes, some people might be a bit more unfortunate because they've got, you know, three players of a team that might not play. It's an unfortunate part of the game, uh, but you just – it. the rules are the same for everyone. You know what I mean? Like – you know, let's just say the Liverpool game gets cancelled. You know, most of us will have two or three Liverpool players. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? It's just, it's the unfortunate part of the game. Like, but the rules are the same. Like, I don't think they should be making any, like, I don't think we should be getting another wild card or other, you know, more chips or whatever the case, because then you sort of set a precedent um, for, for the game sort of thing. I think you have to just let it play out as it sort of happens per se, and um, it is what it is. Like it'll all sort of balance out in the end. Um, But yeah, so like, yeah, it's just, you know, as we've sort of said before, it's a free game, you know, like I know some people um, play it a bit more competitive than others and some people make a living out of FPL, but, you know, end of the day, FPL is a free game. Um, Yeah. You know, and, COVID is just, unfortunately, it's it's not just affecting FPL. It's affecting life in general. Like, so, you know, bigger picture, um, you know, we have to sort of look at it and go, well, you know, here in Australia at the moment, like, we, you know, we're sitting okay in terms of, you know, COVID, like where there's no lockdowns, like, and I'm hoping there never will be again. But yeah. you can't really say if there will or won't be, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's sort of out of our hands a little bit, but, um, but yeah. It's pretty so much got to roll the punches pretty you much. You do, and- you do. And that's pretty much it. You have to roll off the punches and um, see how, see how it goes. It makes, it makes FPL exciting. 
you know. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes it's a bit boring when it's just, you know, everything happens as it should. Like it's always good to throw a bit of a spinner in the work. So wait a minute, you've got six plays instead of ten plays. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's exciting stuff. But um, I might get on to the next question. Um, what are the plans with Salah? I'm sort of possibly going to get him out before the Chelsea fixture just because I don't see a massive attacking return for Liverpool against Chelsea and possibly using that money to set myself up for a bench boost over the double game weeks. I think it would be like game week 22 possibly. So maybe even set myself up for some uh, plays to sort of do the bench boost um, on the double game weeks and maybe possibly look at getting Sterling in or even Kane or Son and sort of spreading funds to upgrade my bench. But, yeah, that's about it at the moment. What about you, Dabo? Uh, For me, I think I'm going to keep him until the AFCON situation is either resolved in terms of players going um, and then sort of moving on. the only sort of – and that's the thing. You can't keep him um, – like, as much as I'd love to just sort of keep him, just bench him so then I don't lose his value per se, um, He, you just – you can't – you can't keep him. You know what I mean? Like, it's – it's Too it'll expensive be, I think, to have to yeah. bench. And it's not like – and it's not like Egypt are going to not do well. Like, uh, I'm not sure – I'm not sure if they're one of the – they're probably going to be one of the favourites, I'd say. Oh, they'd be I, – I couldn't see them missing out on the knockout stages. They mightn't sort of get to the final, but I could see them at least making the knockout stage, which puts Salah out, I think, for two to three game weeks minimum. So, Yeah. Um, actually, I'm just having a look at – yeah, well, actually, you know what? In saying that, Egypt are favourites. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. See, he could, easy, he could easily miss, you know, three to four game weeks. If possibly. I'm, if I'm, if I'm reading, that, if I'm reading the, no, no uh, hang on a minute, give me two seconds. Uh, where are we? Yeah, so according to this, and I'm looking at a sort of a UK site. Um, Egypt are favourites. Ghana second favourite. Senegal third. Um, yeah, so you know what I mean. Like they're they're up there in terms of favoritism. Um, see, I quite like Algeria <laughs> yeah. as a bit of a bit of a punt if I'm gonna uh, you know gamble responsibly. But uh, if I'm looking <laughs> at any any uh, any team, um, yeah. So oh, as I said, we'll see how we go uh, with the whether I'm assuming Afcon will happen. But uh, you know, in we might be sitting here in two weeks' time, going, uh, the, you know, the world's going to shit again, and everything's cancelled. So who knows? I kind of hope that it does go ahead, just because it's going yeah, to throw so better in the works of people actually oh, having to pick their week to week captains. Yeah, but it's um, not just again. that. It's not just that as well. I think for me, like, uh, I, I want to see the world sort of go back to normal. You know, I mean, yeah. whatever normal looks like at the moment, but uh, we've had two years of, you know, cancel things that are cancelled, uh, you know, empty stadiums, you know, like the the piping of of sounds through the TV, you know, like uh, in terms of sports and like I'm a wrestling fan, you know, in terms of wrestling and things like that, and 
you, you just just want everything to get back to normal. You know, things are just starting to get back to normal. You don't want um, things to sort of go backwards again. Yeah, no, nah, so it feels like my uh, work still lived in the past. I uh, got told to put my mask up um, in between uh, sips of my drink the other day. And um, <laughs> I thought he was actually joking, but he was serious. And I said, mate, if, if I can sit at a cafe and, and have a drink and something yeah. to eat without my mask, I'm not doing it here. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I might get on to next question. What are your current ranks and what are your goals for the season? Um, I'm sitting about 41K. And as I said to you, Damo, at the start of the season when mm. I you know, started doing this podcast, I sort of thought to be a bit respectable at least for people to take me a bit serious when I'm offering some sort of advice, I want to at least be sitting top 100K at, at the the very worst. So, you know, anything anything from 100K up, it's it's a massive win for me this year, but we'll see how we go. What about you, Damo? Yeah, so for me, like obviously I'm sitting at about um, half a mil at the moment at 500k. I think if I can crawl my way back up into the 100k, I'll take that as a win. Um, I think I still can. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, a couple very of, easily. Yeah, a couple of good weeks, and we were sort of back in it. So um, yeah, like I, I'll set my target at 100k and uh, see how we go at the end of the season. Yep, no, it'll be very interesting and uh, see how many more stake bets we can make this year. Might have to have a think <laughs> over the, the Christmas period and uh, come up with a couple that'll make it a bit interesting anyway for us. Mm. Um, might get on to our last question, which is which three current Premier League players would you like to live in a share house with? I might let you go first just because I'm still tossing up between my last player, <laughs> so... Uh, so for me, it's it's very 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 easy. So uh, it's a couple of the West Ham boys and a, and a Chelsea boy. So for me, it's uh, Rice, Mountain, Antonio. You know, just on purely on you know the banter that would happen. Um, just the you know not only the banter, but you know potentially the um, uh, whether it's you know uh, s- scary moments and like. I think just just shit that would happen in that house with um especially with rice and mount um I think it would be uh worth its weight in gold and um they all sort of seem like genuine people as well, so yeah, so they're my three, yeah, I'd probably go with Antonio as well, just a bit of bant. he seems like he's got a pretty decent personality, so I think it'd be a bit of fun um I'd say Lingard as well, just mm. because he he's been as top quality he's he's a pretty funny fella and you know, I think there was a video I was watching um, in America on their preseason tour and uh, American accent. Um, he impersonated. He he's like, I don't know why I did that. He just uh, it came across pretty funny, and it seems like he's got a pretty good sense of humour. And um, I'd possibly go with Pogba. A lot of money. You'd never have to buy alcohol. You'd always <laughs> be the play to shout. You just you need a mate that's happy to step up when you need him. But would he shout you? <laughs> he would, mate, because we're good mates and we're in a share house, mate. It's what you do. Yeah. No, actually, no, I won't say, I won't say what I was going to say because I'll get in trouble. But uh... <laughs> He seems like a pretty tidy person as well. I know I think there was an interview at his house and it looked pretty tidy. So, you know, you always want to be sharing yeah. a house with someone who's pretty tidy. I think you'd get more luck from uh, Antonio shouting you rather than Pogba, just, just saying. 
<laughs> yeah, well, hopefully if he gets a contract upgrade, that'll, that'll, be work, that'll work out well. <laughs> um, sort of our question of life, I sort of thought, because it is coming into Christmas, um, what's your Christmas food specialty slash tradition? Uh, or for me, like obviously coming from a bit of a, or coming from an Italian. Don't say pineapple pizza, mate. Or <laughs> throw you off the show. <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, obviously the Italian background sort of kicks in and, you know, we usually have, you know, a minimum of about six or seven courses, um, you know, starting with a bit of pasta. So it's always, you know, always the, the lasagna or the cannelloni, always sort of go down a real, you know, really well before we sort of dip into the meats and things like that. But, um, yeah, for, for me, it's probably the, it's probably the pasta. So whether it's, you know, the lasagnas or the, or the cannellonis, like, um, I'm lucky enough that we do a couple of sort of Christmas celebrations with, um, both sort of both sides of the family and, um, it always sort of goes down pretty well. So yeah, you sort of, uh, end up, you know, rolling around, uh, the floor for a bit just uh trying to burn off (laughs) (laughs) so we usually do sort of like lunch at one household and um you know you have your hour sleep you know trying to sleep off the food and then you go (laughs) to the next house and then you've got another six courses for dinner so it's always uh it's it's always an interesting day it's always an interesting day but uh but yeah how about yourself uh quentin that sounds amazing man i love italian food so six (laughs) courses is right up my alley um I do a pretty similar thing. We usually host Christmas at our house. So um, I usually I do the Christmas ham, so I marinate it for about an hour. And, um, yeah, it comes out absolutely. I mean, I don't like to to brag, but it's probably the best ham you'll ever eat in your life. Um, usually do that, do the potato bakes and stuff like that. And then obviously this year I bought a smoker when we moved into our new house. So mm. doing a big uh, four-kilo smoked uh, lamb shoulder, so. Nice. It'll it'll come up pretty good. So yeah, pretty much just spend the day eating, um, and then usually night time we get the board games out. So cards against humanity or something like that. We usually nice. get that out and have a few drinks and have a bit of a laugh. And then if the the Premier League's on in the morning, we usually sort of me and uh, the brother in law usually stay up and watch a few of the games. So mm. no, but that that's about it. And head to mum and dad for the night time and. That's about it. Yeah. Nice. And so this, uh, when I eventually come and see you uh, up uh, w- where you are, Quentin, it's just, it's just getting better and better, mate. Like we've got the, the 12 pubs down the one street, you know, like you hosting <laughs> dinner with the, you know, whether it's uh, the meats or the smoked meats and things like that. And, yeah, like I'm um, looking forward to it, mate. We're going to have to just start. Uh, Organise uh, when you know when uh, potentially when there's a, an A League game on uh, up in Newcastle and yeah it'll be good it'll be good yeah no as I said to <laughs> Matt last on A League podcast I said whenever you want to come this way I'm happy to wine and dine you so I'm sort of I, I take I I take quite enjoyment in cooking so I, I usually cook everything Christmas Day so no, I nice. sort of I enjoy it and I enjoy eating it just as much as well so. It's usually a pretty good day, but anyway, I might get on to our team plans for this week. I'm sort of looking at maybe just doing the rollover and saving a transfer just so I don't really need to make any as of yet, but, I mean, that could all change come Friday slash Saturday. So just more of a watch. If I don't need to use it, I probably won't this week. And um, at the moment, got the captain Salah, but definitely entertaining maybe 
a look at Ronaldo against Newcastle if he is going to play, but I think the safest option this week and the best option is possibly Salah against the lead. So I'll probably just stick with that. What about you, Damo? Uh, I'd like you to um, have some balls and go for Ronaldo and, like, back your team. So um, <laughs> I'll be going Salah. So, uh, but, you know, like, you know, just do it, Quentin. You know, like, you, you nailed Cancelo. <laughs> You know, like, just 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 go for Ronaldo. You know, it doesn't matter if uh, you know he potentially has COVID or whatever. Just, <laughs> just double just, COVID, mate. That's <laughs> just just captain, mate. Just I was gonna say triple captain, but you can't do that. Uh, so <laughs> I'm just, just, just use it. <laughs> can't do free hit either. I've used yeah. that as, as well, mate. So. <laughs> just go, just go. You know, Dello vice captain and go Ronaldo captain and just get it over and done with. Nah, but look, in, in all honesty, um, I'm this stage, probably rolling uh, the transfer over as well. But again, things could change. Um, and I'll be Captain Salah. I don't think there's, don't actually think there's anyone else in the conversation at all this week. Uh, no. You know, it, you could potentially say another Liverpool asset, but I think given that Salah blanked um, last week, he's going to be hungry for um, a few returns. Yeah, and it no, could I be. Could be a bit of a cricket cricket score uh, over the weekend. Uh, yeah. and obviously, Liverpool might even teach uh, England the England cricket team how to actually play cricket. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it, it could be one of those weeks where you know, as much as you don't want to go to Captain Salah, I think it's just it's everything. I think you have to. Captain Salah I think you have league. to, and you know what? And you know, as much as sort of we don't really go with the grain here in terms of captaincy all the time. But yeah. I think you actually have to go Salah captain this week. Like it's yeah. going to be, especially with the way things have gone last week in terms of cancelled fixtures and, and whatnot. Um, he's, oh, yeah, I don't know that, you know, Ronaldo might be a sneaky shout, but um You've got to remember a lot of people have probably gotten rid of Ronaldo. Um, yeah. And then, you know, just looking at fixtures and things like that, I don't think there's too many other games that you'd um, that you'd sort of look at in terms of captaincy. No, um, I, was, I was thinking the same thing. So I was, when I was looking for my differential pick, it was like there wasn't really any fixtures that really jumped out this week. So, mm. so yeah, but, I fully agree with that. I think Man United have a good fixture, but there is a lot of unknown about their decent assets. Like I know Bruno mm. Fernandez is back at training with Rashford, but I wouldn't be captaining either of those options. Over I've, got to, I've got to say the only one other than what you mentioned about Ronaldo, the only one that I would potentially, and you're probably going to laugh at this one, but potentially sort of think about is a West Ham captaincy shout because we're playing Southampton at home. So, fair. Um, <laughs> so you know, if if Antonio doesn't have COVID um, or Bowen, you know, one of those two, you know, and Antonio hasn't played well the last, uh, what is it, three weeks, like he's blanked um, the last three weeks, we need to come, come back to some sort of semblance of form and we might yeah. just do that against Southampton. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, if I'm going to pick a differential captain, 
I think Antonio is going to be my de- uh, and would be my differential captain. But um, as I said, I don't think you can look past Salah at all. No, definitely not. Well, that about wraps up our pod this week. It was a bit longer, but it was mainly just us chatting a bit of FPL. We haven't really sort of got to speak a, a bit this week. So, yeah, just, it was good to catch up, Damo, mate. Nah, no, it was mm. good to have you on, mate. No, thanks. Thanks very much. Uh, who, who knew we could uh, talk for close to uh, 90 minutes on uh, four games? Uh, <laughs> think it's a <laughs> think it's a bit of a new record for us. But, no, nah, it's, it's good fun. And I'm, I, I hope, look, I hope the listeners um, uh, like sort of listening to our sort of bit of banter back and forth and, and whatnot because, you know, it, it, for me it's just something that we can – that it just sort of comes natural in terms of, um, you know, speaking a bit of FPL and, uh, you know, sort of escape from our da- daily daily lives in terms of the grind and whatnot. Yeah, no, as I said to you, it's, it's my favourite part of the week, um, just the, the one-hour or one-and-a-half-hour catch-up where we can just – talk shit for a bit and um mm. yeah no it's good but just hope you have a good christmas and so to everyone that's listening i hope you all have a good christmas as well and to find all our stuff head over to our twitter fpl underscore amateurs underscore oz and all of uh damo's west ham propaganda and um sad emojis after antonio gets ruled out this week because of covid uh head over to fpl west ham and our facebook page epl fantasy amateurs of oz um, head over to Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes to catch our podcast as well. And if you are on iTunes, uh, do leave a review or rate us uh, five stars just so we can uh, sort of get to as many ears as possible and sort of spread our gospel, which is us just talking shit for about an hour. So, But anyway, uh, good luck this week. And, Damo, I hope the Green Arrows start this week and you can get on a bit of a roll, mate. I uh, hope so, mate. I hope so. Mm-hmm.